This is Free Talk Live, where you can join us and bring up whatever is on your mind. The us in studio tonight. It's Daryl. Jay. Hey, I'm Ian. And... This is unusual. Generally, you're sitting here and I'm sitting there. Yeah, I don't know Uh, if we've done it this way before. Once or twice. Have we? Okay. Uh, But you're still having some throat issues, but good enough to still be on the radio. Yep. And that's good because you've got some rather interesting show prep. Uh, And we're actually going to start with one of your topics because it's kind of been a thing for the last several days and that would be united airlines specifically some of the memes right that have popped up we went through a bunch of them last night johnson uh had collected several of them and uh, lots of uh, tweets uh, the new united slogan tweets but i wanted to talk about the airplane meme now, for those that don't know, airplane. The, the movie Airplane yeah. from like the late 1980s. I think it was 1980. Okay. So, Leslie Nielsen, uh, Richard Stack. Robert Stack. Robert Stack. Yeah. Robert, Richard, close enough. Both have passed on uh, at this point, so a lot of the cast no longer with us. Um, but Robert Robert Stack used to host uh, Unsolved, Unsolved Mysteries. Mysteries. Right. That was and my favorite show as a kid. Yeah, that, that, was was, a that was my first <laughs> uh, you know, sort of interactions not really the right word but your you know, exposure, like, your first exposure. My, my first exposure was him hosting yeah. unsolved mysteries and then i see him in this <laughs> comedy and i was like what's the guy from yeah. unsolved mysteries doing trying to be funny and he was he was yes. hilarious <laughs> so he uh, picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue <laughs> i love that movie i gotta say i think airplane is of course seeing these memes make me want to watch it again <laughs> Uh, but I mean, of all the the great comedy movies, Airplane's got to be the. And it, it's a classic. A minute. It's a. I mean, a laugh a minute. They, it, the Zucker Abram Zucker. The, those were the the guys who produced right. and directed the Airplane, the Naked Gun series, Hot Shots. I mean, there were so many different movies that they made. I don't know what happened to them. Maybe they just got tired of it, or they you know used up all the jokes at this point. But they they used to just basically throw every joke they possibly could at the screen as quickly as possible yes. and just you know see what stuck we basically. need to take some pictures and then they just start grabbing things <laughs> off of the wall so many uh, great puns so much great humor and a slapstick comedy you if, ever if seen a grown man naked <laughs> if you've never seen uh, airplane go ahead add it to your netflix list uh go do what you need to to see that movie because it's yes. hilarious i was so, just thinking i gotta watch that because i remember watching it years ago it. but i just oh. i just can't remember anything from it i was yeah. never really much into tv and stuff so i just it's it's so funny um so what, what were you saying? uh that there's a specific uh screenshot from this film that has started yeah. passing around because of the united situation and for anybody that has not paid attention to the news over the last couple of days there was a United Airlines flight from Chicago to Louisville where right. they said, we need some volunteers because we have to get some non-rev passengers onto the plane because they have to be in Louisville and you don't. And, well, they didn't have enough volunteers. And so then they literally drug a guy yeah. off the plane and then, you know, sort of like uh, Mick Foley style from wwf wwe back in the 90s sort of you know like bites his way off the stretcher and stumbles back onto the plane somehow 
And then they completely evacuate the plane. Everybody get off the plane. And we're going to reboard. And so, you know, people are poking fun at United. And I would say justifiably so. And there's a, a freeze frame from the movie Airplane. It's that not has, a freeze frame. Uh, it wouldn't be funny if it were just a freeze frame because then it would only work uh, for people who know the scene. Uh, so it's actually an animated GIF or a video. Oh, okay. So there's two different. There's two different ones that I've seen. Okay, I, I've not seen that particular meme. Yeah, there's there's one of them where it's just Leslie Nielsen shaking the woman in her seat. <laughs> Uh, and then there's another one where they took basically the whole scene uh, okay. and they, they overlaid United Airlines training video. And you know, for those that aren't familiar, uh, it's Leslie Nielsen, who is you know, a hilarious com- comic actor. Yes. Uh, he's one of the main, main roles in the, the movie. And this woman is hysterical on uh, the airline for some reason. I don't remember what the, the reason was. Um, and uh, he just tries to get in there to calm her down. He's a doctor, right? Like, so he goes in there right. to calm her down, and he ends up just shaking her violently, like you know, never shake a baby, and shaking her, and then it, slapping it, her. Isn't there a line of people yeah. lined up behind him to do the same thing? Right. There's like a nun carrying a, a gun behind him, yes. and like you know, a bunch of guys with d- different weapons, and it's just hilarious the way it escalates. Uh, it's just a brilliant. And scene. apparently, this actress is still alive. Yep, and she's. Has- you know come out about what is it like to become a meme right uh actress and upper west side this from uh, dnainfo.com uh actress and upper west sider lee bryant wasn't expecting the barrage of emails text messages and phone calls (laughs) that she received from friends monday and tuesday after news broke that a united airlines passenger was forcibly removed from his overbooked flight on sunday decades after her starring role in the iconic slap scene and really it was more of a a small supporting role than anything else right but very memorable uh from the 1980 comedy airplane in which a terrified ms hammond is shaken and slapped by a series of airplane passengers each more preposterously unsuited to violently calm her fears than the last found new life in an online meme this week when it was overlaid with the text united airlines training video (laughs) while the incident that sparked the meme's creation struck her as absurd and horrendous she said adding that the security officer who dragged the passenger down the aisle in real life appeared out of control she still thinks the airplane scene remains hilarious bryant who's now 71 she continues to act while running her 20 year old interior design business on west 78th street in new york told dna info new york quote it was great fun to do in the first place and it's still funny it still works it's just funny to be part of it unquote and here's the interesting part of the story bryant the actress takes the credit for the slaps the original script only called for shaking but the actress approached directors jim abrams and david zucker with the idea to elevate the physical comedy a step beyond while shooting she recalled she says quote i said this classic thing is that this hysterical person gets slapped how about we do that and get somebody else like a nun to come in that you wouldn't expect <laughs> so she gets the credit for that what one of the funniest scenes in the movie uh she also said the scene's a little close to home she has a united flight to los angeles booked for may 2nd asked whether she'd boycott the airline she said she didn't know this isn't united's first public relations crisis in the last few weeks apparently in late march the airline also incited an angry fur uh, furor on social media after barring two legging clad teenage girls okay so before you get yeah, into whatever done. they say yeah. about that those 
two teenage girls wearing leggings yeah. were non-rev passengers. Uh, okay. And there's a dress code for non-rev passengers. Non-rev being non-revenue. Why so, were they non-revenue? They were probably flying on like a buddy pass, like my former they, girlfriend. They might have been flying on that, or they yeah. could have been uh, dependent of a United employee. So they, there are a variety of reasons that someone So if you is, pay for a ticket, you can wear leggings? But- yes! Well, yes. the idea is like with um, <laughs> stupid. Um, my my former girlfriend's uncle worked for Delta, and we, she when she would fly back and forth from Colorado, Connecticut, and he was like, "You have to dress up like business class, you know, wow. wear wear like you know uh, dress sl- slacks or uh, yeah. you know uh, a, a long you know, skirt, business casual. Okay, so slacks and a button up. Yeah, because you're representing the airline essentially. Is, is you know, I see what yes. we said, and they they will actually. You know, they'll let you on wearing, you know, flip-flops and shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. If you're non-rev, as long as it's not a first-class or business-class seat. I see. If it's a first-class or business-class seat, and that's what the rules were when I worked for an airline seven years wow. ago. If it was a first-class seat, sorry, you've got to go put on nicer clothes wow. before we let you on representing this company. So anyway, they, all she had to say about that was that uh, the leggings incident with kids, for heaven's sake, I can't imagine what their stock is doing now. And indeed, it did drop, I believe, the next day after the uh, the dragon. Yes, it did. I've seen that it's down about a billion dollars over the last couple of days. Yikes. But on the thing with the leggings, people are totally ignoring the fact that those were non-rev passengers okay. that were not complying with the dress code for non-rev passengers. Your calls and thoughts welcome 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. In studio, it's Daryl. Jay. Ian. And as you may or may not know, healthcare is completely messed up in this country. We need a healthcare system that focuses on health, not sickness. Sure, health insurance does pay for treating sickness, but it gives you nothing for being healthy. Doesn't that actually incentivize illness instead of health? Well, finally, there's a free market healthcare company that gives you freedom from health insurance. HealthExcellenceSelect.com. They give you a proactive health assessment daily and no charge, 24-hour access to doctors. And as you know, HIPAA has messed up medical records so much that one doctor doesn't know what the other doctors are doing. How about getting a medical information card that you can give to EMS, first responders, the emergency room, or whatever medical professional you want? Check them out right now at HealthExcellenceSelect.com. Any kind of doctor, traditional, integrative, chiropractic, acupuncture, and massage. You'll love the service and the price. HealthExcellenceSelect.com. Let's go to the phones. We've got Tom calling in from Baltimore listening online. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, Daryl. You know, Ian has a real problem with with dressing properly. He he just feels that it's a depressive thing that he should have to adhere to any type of societal norm, even if it's to his detriment, even if doing something simple would would get him so much further. 
in, in his noble uh, pursuits. He's like some of the kids on my post as a cop where, you know, they were great kids. They weren't bad. And I walk up to them and say, pull your damn pants up because you just set a bad example. I, and, I've never had to tell Ian to pull his pants up. Yeah, well, thank God. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, you know, you didn't and he wouldn't have his pants like that. But I, every once in a while, if you watch the feed during the breaks, He's got some pretty hot girls, or maybe it's one who just changed her look that comes in and is all over him. Who is that girl, Ian? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, Renee was my girlfriend, but she's not right well, now. I, I actually saved some of the clips. It's not that often, but I was sitting here during a break, and boy, this girl was all over you. And you this must have been a long time. This must have been a while back. Is he talking about Jazzy? Because she's all over you occasionally. Two or, maybe two or three months. It wasn't that long ago. Jazzy's yeah. the studio beast. I, I don't think Tom's Jazzy's talking cute. about Jazzy. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't describe her as you know, hot I'm, I'm old. My eyes aren't that good. Anyway, I'm just messing with you guys. <laughs> uh, but, no, it, it's true about the clothing. I think I was talking to you before, Ian, about, you know, I, I know you don't like it, but, man, it does make a difference, even though it's superficial. And Yeah, I hear this crap I, I, all I the time. I agree with you on principle. I'm just saying, yeah. you know. Yeah, they, usually I get these comments, um, and it's not very often that, that I get them, but every now and then I'll get them that, uh, oh, you need to dress up if you're going to go to the state house, for instance. Well, you and, don't need to. I just think it was so much help, your, your case. I'm not saying your noble causes. I, I do believe in most of what, what you're fighting for. And, um, you know, I like to see you succeed with every, you know, uh, advantage possible. And if it means put on a suit and tie. Yeah, I um, feel like not? that's pandering. I know. I so know. Let, let me ask you this question, Tom. I yeah. will wear slacks and a button-up shirt and a jacket, but I don't wear a tie. And I, I've talked before about why I don't wear ties. Do you think that I should strangle myself and wear a tie? Would, would that wind up making a state representative listen to me better than me not wearing a tie? Well, you know, we wore clip-ons on the force, so we wouldn't be strangled by another mm-hmm. person. It wouldn't feel tight around our neck, so I, I would advise maybe a clip-on. But well, you know, even the clip-ons make me feel like I'm being choked. Yeah, Isn't yeah, wearing my, a clip-on my, like cheating? I'll tell you, it's, <laughs> well, you know, we, it, when it, in a military or paramilitary organization, you, you don't have the luxury of, of, of skirting too many rules, if any. Sure. So I guess I've been kind of, you know, drilled into that uh, marching man box for, for quite a while. So I know I get where you're coming from. Listen, my grandfather used to tell my grandmother she couldn't wear turtlenecks because they were strangling him. He didn't like even seeing the thing constricting even on another person. So no, I get where you're coming from. Listen, you were asking last night about uh, these clowns in Chicago, and I, I couldn't get through because uh, Sarah Rosenberg w- was on the line squawking about something. By the way, Sarah Rosenberg, you know, y- you missed your opportunity for free electricity. They were giving it away to the rest of your family in the 50s. Are you referring to Sarah electric- from New Mexico? Do you yes, actually know free- her last name, or are you just... Making All that the free up. electricity you wanted in the 50s, and, and you, missed, you missed the time. No, that's not really her name. Okay. Julius and Ethel Rosenberg uh, were, were famous uh, uh, so uh, communists in the 50s. And, oh, uh, okay. If you look into not it, you know what I mean enough. by the free electricity. Gotcha. Um, so, Tom, what, what clowns in Chicago uh, were okay. being talked about last night? Ann was asking about the, the, the squawker. Oh, and by the way, um, speaking of the squawker on the plane... Are we sure that that wasn't this same person? Sound effects on the phone. 
The, uh, do you remember Nancy Kerrigan? Do you remember Nancy Kerrigan uh, with the Y oh, Y Y? Yeah, I mean, I remember Nancy Kerrigan. She was that uh, ice skater who got yeah, plugged. she, right, she got her knee broken. Loop ad nauseum, and I think we're going to hear this squawker. But anyway, the guys who pulled them off, yes, why were they doing that? What what got into these people? Well, there, if you recall, there was a lot of press about them. I guess maybe a year ago, maybe not that long ago, when they were instructed as airport quote-unquote, police slash security, if there was an active shooter, they should run and hide. That was one of their directives. You're saying, hold on, just to clarify, you're saying the Chicago airport uh, security agents, the Chicago airport cops, were told to run and hide? Yes, yes. If you missed it, it it made a lot of news. That was literally one of their SOPs, one of their standard operating procedures. They don't have guns. Apparently, they get very little to no respect. And my guess is this, in answer to your question of Mm -hmm. what was going on in their minds, when you've got people like that with uh, some authority but limited and and usually um, abused in a lot of ways, when they get the opportunity to do something, they overreact often. And I think that's exactly what happened. I think, like you said, or one of you said last night, when when you're uh, confronted by a police officer, and, and I've been uh, in situations once in a while like this, where I'll, I'll ask them politely, you know, is that a request or an order? Because certainly if it's an order, yeah. I will follow it immediately. If it's a request, may I consider it? And, and that is perfectly acceptable. And, I agree. And, that's, a, now, that's a line I'll use with the cops. Uh, a lot of times the police officer will say it's a request, but then they continue to request it very adamantly and say, if you don't comply with the request, I will make you. Well, it's not a request, then, is it? And then you have an idiot police. And, and I admit that there's a lot of them out there. And unfortunately, you know, I, I don't know what the deal is. Listen, when I came on, we had parity with the fire department. I, I, if I told you what we actually made as police and firefighters when I joined the force, you, you you wouldn't believe me. And we still got quality people. I don't know what's happening with these clowns these days. I mean, across the nation, I'm not just talking about Chicago. Mm-hmm. I see bad behavior happening all the time. They're making four or five times what we were making. I, you know, maybe it's yep. godlessness. I don't know. Tom, but they want low IQ you. guys. It's true. Yeah, because they're the ones that will just follow orders. Tom, thank you for the call. Your calls and thoughts. Welcome. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com recently reported Bitcoin transaction fees have increased by more than 1,200% since 2015. To many Bitcoin proponents, the current fee market is moving way too fast, making Bitcoin unusable for certain transactions. The fee market and slow confirmation times have also increased the tension concerning the block size debate. However, if there are wallets with low amounts of Bitcoin that can't cover the fees, they become virtually unspendable. Learn more at news.bitcoin.com. That's news.bitcoin.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can call in to join us and bring up whatever is on your mind. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. The us in studio is Daryl. Jay. And Ian. And let's go to Skype where we've got Liberty Lover calling in. Liberty Lover, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hey guys, how are you tonight? Doing well. Go ahead with your thoughts. 
My thoughts right now are based on the issues going on in Syria. Apparently, there's a lot of back and forth between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin. And what I noticed is during the Republican debates in the primary season, he seemed adamantly against having anything to do with Syria. Except for Uh, when he said that he wanted to go in there and bomb the S out of ISIS. uh, I don't remember if that was directly related to Syria, but... Well, that's... The the fighting with ISIS is primarily in Syria, so you can't really you know bomb them mm. without bombing a place inside of Syria. Well, I, if I remember correctly, during a GOP debate, he said that that was Russia's job and that they would just pick up the remnants of it. I don't know. I, I didn't watch the debates, but I did go to his town hall when he was in Keene, New Hampshire, and I heard him say... He wanted to bomb the S out of ISIS. Wow. I was sitting maybe 100 feet away from him, uh, so I know that's a thing he said. I got it on video, uh, and the video is somewhere online, and you know WMUR and CNN and all the networks, they were there as well. Uh, but then I heard other people say, you know, like two months later, oh, yeah, he's saying that war is bad, so I'm going to vote for the guy that you know, is is now saying war is bad. But if you go back 17 years to prior to the 2000 presidential election, George W. Bush also talked about how horrible nation building was. Sure did. And then what did he do when he got elected? Started nation building. Yeah. Well, well, that was most... Yeah, either ahead. these politicians are liars or they're just not in control. And I like to believe both. I, I feel that... The president is not in control, that there's some other whatever. Some shadowy you know, group telling him what a, to do. A deep state, a shadow government, I don't know, rep, reptilians, whatever. Something that just, you know, doesn't allow them, you know, maybe they show him a to- to- totally different video of the K- Kennedy assassination and say, hey, you're going to do what we tell you. This is what's going to happen to you. I don't know, but I don't, be- I believe that, like, if you look at the presidential administration as like a, a school bus, that the president is not driving it. You know, he's not sitting in the back. He's somewhere in the middle and there's like this whole network of people and that are more powerful than him just kind of controlling everything and that's just i mean and they're liars or or whatever i'm not really sure but they're definitely not in control i don't believe any one man is in control of any of this stuff well well, one interesting story going around is uh, apparently the manufacturer of the tomahawk missiles uh, radeon yes uh, their stock skyrocketed after the bombing and a little bit of interest people brought up is that donald trump had stock in radeon not yeah, I, I have no way of verifying if Donald Trump has stock in Raytheon, if he had stock in Raytheon. But I, I remember, sounds again, believable. back in the—it does sound believable. Uh, there are lots of things that sound believable that, that doesn't make them true. Sure. Uh, we do know that during the Bush administration that Dick Cheney had, before becoming vice president, had some stock in— what was at the time Blackwater mm-hmm. and Halliburton, and he sold that stock, but it didn't, you know, cause the rumors to, you know, oh, he still has the stock. That's why he wants the war because then he winds up causing, uh, you know, the product that this company is selling to be sold, and then the stock goes up. So, well, Dick Cheney's just evil, so he wants war whether he profits from it or not. Right? I mean, that's my assumption. Yeah. 
Well, I, I doubt that anybody in Washington would be calling for war if they didn't profit from it, to be completely honest with you. I mean, that's the whole purpose of war. No, there are a lot of people that want wars when they personally don't profit because no, they, they like the idea it. of killing people. Yeah, these jihadist oh. Republicans I worked with in Colorado, they are always like, we need to nuke them over there. Right, then. and they're not making money off of it. Right? Oh, yeah, they're well, not it, making money it, off it. They just want to see an, bloodshed. That's another little tidbit of uh, hip hypocrisy i see from a lot of these republicans i I talk to a lot of them they're like oh how can you say trump shouldn't have done what he did there's innocent women and children dying over there yeah but you don't want them coming over here doesn't that mean you're a little bit of a hypocrite oh yeah because you're afraid of the evil brown people you know right and and, as somebody had pointed out actually a bunch of somebody's pointed out uh should canada have invaded the united states after waco should Nicaragua have invaded the United States after the Ruby Ridge incident? Mm. Uh, should you know uh, Liechtenstein or Luxembourg invaded during the Standing Rock incident last mm-hmm. summer, where pepper spray, which is technically a chemical, chemical weapon, weapon, was used on protesters? Uh, uh, you know, great question. It, it never, it never. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that's a, that's a great great point. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, it never works when the shoe is on the other foot. It's like we can commit acts of evil all day, but the second it happens to us, oh no, that's a terrible, terrible thing. You know, every and this is really controversial, but I don't really have a problem with what Timothy McVeigh did, for example. I saw that as retaliation uh, from somebody who obviously was uh, upset with our government. Well, violence isn't act- going to solve your problem. I mean, if uh, if violence is the tool of the state, then you're just lowering yourself to their level if that's what you engage in. I'm not I, sure I, McVeigh even knew what he did. He had an awful lot of help. There was a really good uh, documentary called The Noble Lie. You should check that out if you haven't seen it. But it Is that really about gets- the second guy? Uh, like, it's about like the whole wire. There was a woman who said that like the the building was like, yeah, I've been wired and like, a whole bunch of key people weren't there that day, and he explains the whole cover-up. And uh, if you actually and- look at the damage to the building, the part of the building with the deepest cut into it was the furthest point away from where the truck, the truck bomb was, was and, placed. Yeah, and the Air Force replicated the truck bombs with uh, these other buildings somewhere, and they couldn't get anywhere near the same results at all. It didn't even like blow out the windows and stuff in these buildings. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so A Noble Lies, really good documentary. You can find it pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Well, Liberty well, Lover, any, any yeah, final thoughts? Uh, no, that's good. Always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Yep, thanks for the call. Let's go to continuing on Skype. Uh, oh, it looks like Hung Like Jesus had dropped off uh, because he was on hold because we had two calls there. Yeah, sometimes it gets confusing for people who are on Skype. Your typical situation when you call a radio show is that when you're on hold, you can hear the show. When Skype has you on hold, you can't hear anything. So some people will think, uh-oh, I've been disconnected. And in point of fact, they, they haven't been. So. Yeah. Uh, so... That there was a story that I wanted to bring up, and I'll go ahead sure. and tease here. Uh, we're big fans of Free the Nipple here well, who on isn't Free fans? Talk Live. I, well, I guess there are some people who aren't fans, some prudes. Well, there, there's actually one of the hosts, uh, Melanie, Melanie on right. Monday night. She's not really a fan, uh, but there's some news that seemed to have sort of slipped under our radar for a few weeks. Federal court ruling out of Fort Collins, Colorado, uh, 
where there were some people that had wound up filing a lawsuit over a local ordinance in Fort Collins. We'll get into that. Hung Like Jesus, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Um, hey, everybody. Hey. Um, I think you, uh, when that cop that called uh, for the last segment or the end of the last segment, I think you, I don't know if you missed it, what he said about Sarah or or just didn't just didn't care. He suggested that Sarah would have um, enjoyed the 50s, but she could have gotten all the free electricity she wanted. She, he called her uh, Sarah Rosenberg, and the Rosenbergs were two uh, people acute, uh, convicted of spying and went to the electric chair. Yeah. And this is a cop. <laughs> yeah, so the Rosenbergs got free electricity. I was wondering about that free electricity thing. Oh, this is, this is okay. I totally didn't get that. Yeah, that, that went over my head as well. Because I didn't know who they were. Yeah, and that's just, you know, and that, and to me, that just exemplifies cops to me. You know, it's just, yeah. what, what is that? Hold, hold, hold your thought. I, I think you've got more to say, and I definitely want to hear what you have to say. We'll be back here in moments. Your calls and thoughts. Welcome. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Thoughts on cops, electric chairs, freeing the nipple. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And, you know, I almost forgot that Easter is right around the corner. And the the only reason I remember is because I got an email earlier today from saveitpurse.com reminding mm. me that I don't have to go hunting for savings. You know, because on Easter, you go hunt for Easter eggs. Yeah. But with saveitpurse.com, you just go to the site and you can save instantly 5%. Or if you want to wait a little bit, and by a little bit, I mean a couple of hours, possibly a day or two. Yeah. You can save 15, 20, 25% or a little bit more. And again, save at purse.com. Now, what you do to get these bigger savings is you have to have an Amazon account. You put things into an Amazon wish list, import the wish list into your account there at save at purse.com, and then you fund the account with Bitcoin or another alternative currency using the Shapeshift integration. And someone winds up buying your items from Amazon. You get the items. Amazon gets the full amount. And when you get the items, you go back to save at purse and you say, I have the item. And then the person that bought the items from Amazon gets the Bitcoin and you get items and savings. Again, you can save 5% instantly. I've saved up to, I've actually saved 33% on an item Took a few days for it Me to too. get picked up, but it was something to where eh, if somebody winds up picking it up, fine. If not, yeah, that's fine as well. Yep. And I, I've been using this for over two years, done about 55 transactions, saved over $500. Ian, I know you've saved a lot more because you've made a lot bigger item purchases. Yep, that's right. 1700 bucks so far. Save at purse.com. Back to the Skype where Hung Like Jesus is calling in. And Hung, you were calling in specifically 
to counter something that a previous caller, Tom, in Baltimore had said to where he basically alluded to the fact that one of our regular callers from New Mexico would have enjoyed living in the 1950s and being part of the Rosenberg clan and being electrocuted. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I don't have any much, I don't have much more after that. It's just, to me, you know, I, I've never made any secret of how I feel about cops. And to me, you know, it's just, that's just, you know, that just proves it. It just, it just, hit, it just hits, the, hits the ball home for me. You know, what was that? And this is a person that, I don't know if he's still a cop, but this is a person he's that retired. goes out. Well, good. He's probably handed it down. But they go out with this attitude. You know, why was that even necessary to even say? If you, if you feel that way. Well, I mean, look, I'm not going to defend the violence of some police, but all things considered, Tom's a pretty level-headed caller, uh, in my experience with with his you calls over me? time. I mean, he, his call his call started off with just taking digs at you. I don't know if y'all were paying too much attention to this dude. I was, was definitely was paying attention. Just you know, the the reference to the free electricity that went over my head completely. It was, a jo- it was an anti-communist joke, and it was you know in poor taste, as many jokes are. I mean, so. You know. Yeah, compared to uh, Crazy James, he's certainly fairly level-headed. I mean, I, I would agree with Ian on that. I think you know he's been critical of the police multiple times over multiple calls. So I mean, he's not the worst cop in the uh, in the world. Well, maybe it's maybe it's me overreacting, but I didn't think it was funny at all. I don't, I don't think you know Sarah believes what she wants to believe, and for her to suggest that she needs to be electrocuted for that. I just don't get it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It was not funny. Uh, just like the people that. Uh, make the jokes about, and I use the term joke very loosely, the jokes about helicopter rides. Those aren't funny. Those are jokes? I thought they were being serious. I I really don't know if they're being serious or not. Like, you know, whatever anybody gets called out, oh, it's just a joke. It's just they a joke. They you, didn't they? Didn't someone say you need to take a helicopter ride? Sure, sure. Yeah, those guys don't like me very much at all. It's pretty, pretty. I, I've had people say that about me, and then whenever I say something, oh, it's just a joke. Oh, yeah. if I'm ever on the, uh, if I'm ever on Chris Cantwell's show, watching the chat room is, uh, you know, it's just like a uh, an S show of hatred. I mean, it's you know, these are angry yeah, people. That show is degraded into just nothing. It's not even watchable or even listenable anymore. I wouldn't know. I've never tried. Hung, anyway. thank you for the call. Always appreciated. Let's go to the phones where we've got Michaela calling in from Bullhead City, Arizona. Michaela, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, as far as the cops go, I was married to one for eight years. Ooh, so and sorry. he had to be the most racist, racist, uh, lying, deceitful human being I have ever met in my life. And his father is vice mayor. Wow. Here. Yeah, and it's a small town, small knit community. And um, when my son was born, it, my ex father in law was actually teaching my son how Hitler. And um, oh dear. Here in this, yeah. And when he was training um, an officer here in town, um, he was a, a field training officer, and he um, he had a an African-American that he was training, and he wouldn't even give him a chance. He felled him right away and made up some bullshit about oh, it. Oh, okay. sorry, you cannot, you, you cannot you say that, and that did get dumped. dumped him out, okay. Yes. 
Yes. Sorry. Hey, folks, we're doing a radio show just to let you know. Yes. And that was a great call. She was listening on the radio, yep. according uh-huh. to the notes from the board op there. Uh, and yeah. I wanted yeah. to ask her if her uh, husband was a heavy drinker, too. A lot of cops are. Well, maybe she can drinkers. call back tomorrow and not drop sure. any swear words. And Yeah. Uh, a lot of cops do have some form of a vice. Uh, yep. But, you know, their vice is okay. Because it's legal. Right. Even in excess. Totally fine. Yeah. And that that's something that, you know, I've always found sort of disturbing is that, you know, they will claim that the police often claim, well, we don't make the laws. But yet, Ian, you've seen this. I've seen oh, this. Yeah. They often go testify to legislators to not repeal bad laws or to pass bad things into law they sure do we're, we're not making the laws we're just encouraging the legislators to make really really bad laws using our position of so-called authority had the badge the uniform the respect that legislators sort of automatically have yes. uh, for that profession using that influence to sway these legislators to continue stupid stuff like the war on drugs right and speaking of the war on drugs there was a legislative committee hearing yesterday to do something called decriminalization of cannabis and that was I, a i'm joke. saying something called decriminalization because one of the senators right. introduced an amendment that would only remove the criminal penalty for the first offense. There would still be a civil penalty. Uh, any subsequent offense would then be a misdemeanor. And even on that first offense, you would still get arrested and taken to jail because, well, we don't know if it's your first offense or right. not. He... he, he- Put in an, an amendment that would basically compromise an already compromised, terrible uh, decrim bill. I mean, yes. the first bill, even if it does pass, is not really something to get too excited about. I mean, Correct. It's, it's not terrible, but it's also not like anything that's great right. either. So I, I was in other hearings yesterday, Yeah, uh, but I did see a large gathering of police in the back of the room. Did they all testify in opposition? Surprisingly, no. Uh, so I did stay for that entire hearing, and I got it on video. So anybody that wants to see this, uh, this you should hearing, get the video up this weekend. No later than this uh, this weekend over at the Free Keen YouTube channel. Um, surprisingly, so the ones you saw in the back of the room, they are common in that state house. They do tend to comment on these issues. Yeah, the the but, one old guy that's like the yeah. president of the Chiefs of Police Association is almost always testifying for why we need more government. I don't know if he's the president of it, but uh, the he, head of the Chiefs of Police. He's some kind of like representative he is a chief. or something. Yeah, he's one of the chiefs. Uh, but the the head of the chiefs of police did testify. He was the only person besides one of the uh, state representatives who testified against the decrim bill. And uh, and of course, you know, when he got up, the way he was testifying, you could tell this was going to happen. Like, there's a certain defeatist yes. attitude that the police will get when they know they're beaten on yes. an, on an issue. And these guys have been fighting hard about this for a decade that i've been right. here and, and I, I did notice that they did not testify against the commission to study the taxing and regulating yeah that was also a surprise i uh, wonder if the cops are, are paid when they uh, go yes. testify to state house almost yes, always they are. they're on duty yep.
And I think the reason they didn't testify against the commission is because they're given a seat at the table on the commission. Sure. So they just want to then tell the commission, here's the reasons we shouldn't regulate, we shouldn't tax. Hour two coming up next. Your calls and thoughts. Welcome. 855-450-FREE. A funny thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Modern advertisers have been trained to look for trackability in their advertising, and web search ads are great for that. They also help you get the consumer that's looking for products like yours in the moment. But they're expensive, and they do nothing to convince people to try your product segment in the first place. They help you get a bigger piece of the pie. But branding mediums like radio grow the pie itself. Free Talk Live's on more than 150 stations, and we can help advertisers with little budgets and big ones. Send me an email, mark at freetalklive.com. It's mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Kicking off our number two in studio, it's Daryl. Jay. And Ian. And we ever so briefly teased the story out of Fort Collins, Colorado, where some women decided to go to court because the... Uh, city or town. I, I'm not sure exactly how they're structured there in Fort Collins. It's a city. But there there was an ordinance saying that women were not allowed to walk around without a top in public. So some women filed a suit. And, well, they are successful. Uh, the Excellent. story from the Denver Post from actually late February. But I just saw this earlier today. And it was one of those things to where some sort of clickbaity uh, site had picked up the article. And I was like, all right, let me find an the actual news yeah. article. Uh, Fort Collins women are now free to walk down the street without a shirt on. Not that they necessarily plan to. Mm-hmm. U.S. District Court Judge R. Brooke Jackson granted an injunction halting a Fort Collins ordinance that prohibited women from showing their breasts in public, saying it discriminated against women and perpetuated stereotypes that sexualized the female breast. Jackson wrote in part, I find that the ordinance discriminates against women based on their generalized notion that regardless of a woman's intent, the exposure of her breast in public or even in her private home if viewable by the public is necessarily a sexualized act. Thus, it perpetuates a stereotype ingrained in our society that female breasts are primarily objects of sexual desire, whereas male breasts are not. Which is ridiculous. I mean, mean, there are plenty of people, uh, both female and male, who are attracted to a topless male, right? Like a a man in good shape with a six-pack abs and ripped up. Uh, If uh, Tom Brady were walking around without a shirt guarantee you there there would be some women that oh, you know and oh, some Tom guys Brady. Yeah. <laughs> mind you that doesn't mean that i'm suggesting that men should be forced to put a shirt on Correct. um you know if if that is what you think about someone who is of the same or the opposite sex then that's all in your head what you're assigning to the meaning of somebody being without a shirt you're the one who's creating that not necessarily that person they just might be hot Right. They wanted to take off their shirt. It's a hot day. And, you know, one one thing that I always find sort of humorous is the people that will say, 
if we allow women to walk around without shirts, it'll be the downfall of Western civilization. But isn't Europe also considered to be part of Western civilization? Well, probably probably not to those people. The people that would say that. Yeah, I haven't even really heard anybody say say that, but that's They would probably ridiculous. say that Europe is, uh, you know, degeneracy or whatever. Right, comparison. but, you know, like, Greece is generally considered to be, you know, the birthplace of Western civilization. Sure. No, I would, Greece I would agree Greece is in you. Europe. Yes. It's fairly common throughout Europe for, you know, women to be allowed to walk around without a top on. It's, so, you can walk fully naked in a lot of places, as I understand it. And, you know, uh, Brazil in the Americas, mm-hmm. you know, more West than Europe, definitely. Uh, and, you know, Brazil, it's acceptable for women to walk around without a shirt on. It just seems to be, and I, I'm convinced that it's because of the uh, puritanical origins of the United States sure that you know any perceived nudity is automatically frowned upon and automatically deemed to be pornographic i'm convinced it's because psychopaths have a platform that we know is government and they just want to control people so somebody is all you know somebody years ago involved in government that wants to control women He's control freak, a psychopath's like, we need to have this legislation that women, you know, can't, or they adopt it because, but it was definitely a psychopath who came up with it. I am almost sure. Well, this is a know-it-all. Somebody who uh, wanted to force their beliefs about what people right. should look like. Some kind of Puritan. And it goes all the way back to, uh, you know, back when you had to actually have full covering on at the beach. I mean, so it used to be very, very restrictive yes. in the past. And if I'm recalling the history correctly, and I don't know if the story that you have gets into it, but it was actually men who fought to get the right to go topless at one point, and they were successful at that. Yes. Uh, so, you know, this has been a long struggle for the, you know, the human right of self-expression in the way of not having clothes on. You know, you generally have the freedom to express yourself with whatever clothes that you want, you know, given the circumstances, given that you're on your own private property or, or in public for the most part. Right. But removing those clothes has always been this very difficult uh, process where people had to get arrested and, you know, put their freedom on the line. Yes. The article continues. It says, although the case has not actually finished, Jackson wrote that he would grant the injunction in part because he believes he will ultimately find that the ordinance does violate the Equal Protection Clause. City Attorney Kerry Daggett said in a statement that the city will review the judge's decision and consider their next steps. So this was district court? I missed that. Uh, U.S. District yeah, Court. Okay. Uh, Attorney Daggett says, while the judge has acknowledged the other cases upholding similar laws, he concluded he is likely to find the city's restriction on female toplessness in public is based on an impermissible gender stereotype that results in a form of gender-based discrimination. Denver civil rights attorney David Lane, who argued against the ordinance, was not surprised by the decision. He says it makes great sense. Any statute that has the words in it, women are prohibited from, is almost certainly unconstitutional. Clearly discrimination right there. And Amanda Bolden, state representative here in New Hampshire, she made a similar argument before a legislative committee Mm -hmm. uh, when they were trying to actually make a statewide ban on exposure of a female nipple. Which didn't fly. Correct. go through. 
Uh, on November 3rd, 2015, the city of Fort Collins enacted an, an ordinance that prohibited females over the age of 10 from exposing their breasts from below the top of the areola in public or on private property if it could be viewed by someone who was on public property. Now, isn't that the strangest thing that somebody would, would put in a restriction on the age? I mean, because if we're supposed to believe that the female breast is sexual, wouldn't you want to restrict the like uh, pedophile perverts from seeing uh, children topless? I mean, if it's if a set of breasts... You know, if there's some sort of heft to them, is going to turn some people on. Well, some guys like women with small breasts. Right. So why some not? guys like feet. Should yeah. we criminalize the exposure of feet in public? Yeah. Why not just go ahead and ban all children from ex- you know exposing no, no their breasts? No skin can be viewed by anyone in public. That's how it used to be. For the no, most no part. Sca- everybody has to walk around get a in something akin to a burka yeah. or a scuba suit at all times. Well, these Puritans <laughs> are more similar to the the uh, you know extreme Muslims that they they don't like than they want to admit. Yes, and I think that's why Jay calls them the jihadist Republicans. Right. The article continues. The ordinance exempted women who were breastfeeding. Uh, so if you were breastfeeding, it's okay if your nipple is accidentally seen momentarily. Uh, someone who violated the ordinance could be fined up to $2,650 or incarcerated for 180 days. I guarantee you that you can find some sort of subculture of you know perversion of men who are into women who breastfeed. I bet you that's out there. Oh, I'm sure. You yeah, know, what is it? Sure Rule is. 34, if you can yeah. imagine it, there's there's porn of it. Um, I, I, I bet you that's out there. So why, there's why protect breastfeeding? There's definitely lactation porn. Right. Why, why protect breastfeeding then? Because, again, if the idea is to not titillate uh, somebody who might be the observer in this particular case, then shouldn't uh, you know any form of exposure of breasts be prohibited? Well, that's not the idea. It's just to, to regulate people. Free the Nipple, an association of, they say Colorado residents, but it's actually nationwide, worldwide. worldwide. Uh, Free the Nipple advocates for gender equality. Its founder, Brittany Hoagland, and member Samantha Six filed a preliminary injunction on May 31st of last year, which sparked this case. There's more, plus your thoughts 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Your calls and thoughts welcome. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. I want to know if there's somebody out there who wants to take on the position that uh, nipples should be banned, that there should be a prohibition. I'm sure somebody believes that, and I would also love them to call in 855-450-FREE. And we are big supporters of Bitcoin on this show, and... We think that you should go to Bitcoin.com because it's the most unique online destination in the Bitcoin universe. You want to buy Bitcoin? You can find where to do it there at Bitcoin.com. Want to speak your mind to other Bitcoin users? 
Their forum is always open and censorship-free at forum.bitcoin.com. There's no bigger Bitcoin believers than the people at Bitcoin.com. That's why that site is a one-stop shop for everything you need to get into Bitcoin life. And you can also play games at games.bitcoin.com. Learn more about Bitcoin at Bitcoin.com. That's Bitcoin.com. Back to the story from the Denver Post from late February, but again, it just came across my desk earlier today, where a couple of women associated with Free the Nipple filed a lawsuit against an ordinance in Fort Collins, Colorado. Federal district judge put in a hold and says, nope, Fort Collins, you cannot enforce this order. In his decision, the judge, Judge Jackson, ruled against the city's claims that the law maintained public order (laughs) and protected children. He also ruled against their contention that the order did not discriminate because male and female breasts are different. Therefore, it does not raise an equal protection issue. The the idea that... It maintains public order. I, I would have loved to have heard the argument on you know the prosecutor's point on that. Uh, because- well, you see, Ian, if we allow a woman to expose her nipple, then men will get rapey. They'll just start and raping. We, we, we have to you know uh, make sure that that doesn't happen. So public Actually, order. Sir. What would happen is uh, infants would get really aggressive. My my nephew Ryder, I can remember when he was about. 10, 11 months old. He wasn't quite a year yet. Uh, I I had him with me and his his parents were, were gone. I was watching him. And one of my friends came over and she had, you know, pretty good size uh, breasts. And when she walked around the corner, he got really excited. I mean, he was just like, oh, like trying to climb out of my arms and, you know, and he, but he was hungry and I was feeding him a bottle and he didn't want the bottle. He was like not <laughs> interested in the bottle. He was all interested in her. And we thought it was pretty hilarious. But I the, can't blame him. The infants would get aggressive if they were to see, you know, strange nipples in public. The primary difference, this from the article at the Denver Post, the primary difference between male and female breast is the ability to breastfeed. Beyond that, an expert testified in court that breasts are similarly situated. Mm-hmm. The court noted physical differences, but said that was not enough to warrant different treatment from the government. And I, I want to pause from the article here. There was an audio book that I was listening to recently called The Sports Gene. And they, they were talking about, you know, trying to find, is there something in the genome that makes one person an athlete and one person not an athlete? Huh. And there was a chapter titled, Why Men Have Nipples. And they were discussing some of the genetic anomalies, if you will. Uh, There was one athlete in particular from the 1970s and 1980s. I forget the name. But she was what is classified as a 46XY female. Meaning that, you know, genetically she has an X and a Y. Which, according to the people that say, well, there's X... X and XY, and if you've got the Y, then you're a man. Well, there was some kind of thing in her genes that blocked the testosterone from actually doing what testosterone does. Huh. 
She did not have male parts in the uh, bikini region. She developed as a woman. She always thought she was a woman until she was forced to take some kind of DNA test because somebody said, she has an unfair advantage. Look at that jawline. That's a man. And she took this DNA test and it came back. uh, You've got XY. And it took her many, many years to be able to wind up convincing the world that, in fact, she did not have a biological advantage over the other women because she did not have the higher testosterone level. Mm. And several years later, she wound up you know, winning some kind of ruling with the International uh, Track Federation that, yep, she actually is a woman. All of her uh, wins were legit. Wow. But she was basically, you know, discredited worldwide because of an advantage that she didn't even know she had because she had a Y chromosome. And then they were talking about some other athletes that have, you know, other genetic anomalies, uh, somebody with two X's that wound up. Uh, you know, living as a man, didn't realize that, you know, was actually not a man. So there are genetic anomalies to where somebody that has an XY grows a pair of breasts. Somebody with two X's does not grow breast. Yeah. And, it, and this came down to, there was a really interesting trial here in New Hampshire. There was a similar situation. Uh, it's actually happened a couple times. And one of the trials, the judge ruled in favor of the ladies. In the other trial, he, the same judge, the same judge. ruled in favor of the city. And I can get into why that was. But what was interesting about it was uh, the attorney for the, the ladies in this case, um, he really, I thought, made a, a killer argument, which was, you know, how do you really know that this person, uh, officer, uh, that you believe is a female is actually a female. I right. mean, she's got long hair. She's got breasts. She's, you know, looks like a female. But what if she's packing, uh, you know, penis? Right. Uh, are you going to, you know, in order to determine whether or not she's a female, you would have to inspect genitalia. And, of course, as you pointed out, maybe that wouldn't even uh, prove it. But, Correct. Uh, but ultimately, that would be an incredible violation of somebody's uh, privacy and would be very hard to make an argument that right. the police should be able to just pull down somebody's drawers or peek in uh, on the beach just to see if somebody's got a, got a penis in there. If the porn star Buck Angel were walking around, and I know this is a name you've heard before. I know, uh, but do no, a, do a Google search uh, at your leisure. It's an adult. Not, not uh, safe for work. Not safe for work. Yes. Uh, adult film star yeah. uh, was born a female, still has female genitalia, but looks otherwise like a bulky man. Yeah, like a butch biker, bald-headed. So if Buck Angel were walking around downtown without a shirt... Is that a man's nipple or is that a female's <laughs> nipple? Yeah. We'll get back to the phones momentarily. Your calls and thoughts welcome 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. What are your thoughts? Free the nipple, enslave the nipple, make sure that no skin is visible at all because somebody might have a fingernail fetish. Where does it stop? This is Free Talk Live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We're talking about freeing the nipple, or at least allowing women to free it if they want to. Not enslaving the nipple, not uh, arresting women, charging them with some kind of crime, fining them $2,650, or incarcerating them for 180 days, which is what the city council in Fort Collins, Colorado, wanted to do. Luckily, a judge has told them, you're not allowed to do that. Uh, we'll get back into the article and, of course, your calls and thoughts. Welcome in studio. It's Daryl. Jay. And Ian. And let's go to Marty calling in from Madison, Wisconsin. Marty, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Thanks, guys. Um, in the interest of complete disclosure, I was, you need to know that my tongue is firmly planted in my cheek. So... From liberal Madison, I would just like to oppose uh, all nipple exposure. Uh, here in the, the upper Midwest, it, uh, we're still getting froth. And if men and women are allowed to just walk around with their nipples exposed, the safety factor of getting eyes poked out is extreme. <laughs> you just cannot allow it on a safe, from a safety basis. There would be blind people stumbling into each other, and inadvertently nipples would touch, and mm. eyes would be poked out, and it, it would just be a catastrophe. So, so, somebody so, might scratch some I, glass as they're doing some window shopping. Yeah, I, it's, yeah. it's just it, it's horrendous. I just uh, I can I, think of nothing else now. Uh, even all thoughts of of Donald Trump have have uh, fled my mind. Now thinking that nipples might be out there in public. But uh, thanks a lot, guys, for the uh, show. And, and also, hold on, but before you go, you're in Wisconsin. And, well, you know, if I know anything about Wisconsin, I've learned it from the mascots of the Green Bay Packers, the Cheeseheads. Uh, so I know that there's a lot of cows in Wisconsin. Uh, so if we ban exposure of nipples, then everybody has to hide their cows. That's a good point. Well, yeah, there's there, there's just talk in the papers today about a new dairy uh, expanding from 1,700 head to 6,000. We're talking about 24,000 nipples in one location. That will make and a man go crazy. Old. That's a lot of nipples. <laughs> <laughs> thanks All for right, the call. On the next caller. Bye, Marty. Thanks for the call. And unfortunately, the next caller has dropped off the line. That's all right. We uh, but we'll get back into the article. I, I've actually, you know, when you want it, I've got some quotes from the judge. 
Okay, uh, go ahead. Hit me with a quote from the judge. So, uh, the according to westword.com, this is actually an updated story. I'm just going to pull some excerpts from this. Uh, but the update on this, because yours is from February, this is from late Correct. March. Apparently, Fort Collins is going to appeal this case. All right. Um, and they uh, one attorney is estimating that it is likely going to cost the city of Fort Collins 250000 taxpayer dollars to move forward with this ridiculous case where they're trying to defend their obviously unconstitutional and illegal uh, discriminatory ordinance that prohibits women I, from being... I totally believe that. I, I was told that I cost a town of Palmer somewhere around $600,000 in legal fees for them defending actions I brought against them. Yep. So uh, they looks like they're going to fight it all the way to the mat here. Um, anyway, for, quote, this is an ex- excerpt from the judge's decision. Throughout this case, Fort Collins has repeatedly pointed out that it is far from unique in enacting laws that criminalize females. See, see, these other guys do it. Uh, that's one of their defenses. Right. And only females who appear topless in public. Uh, and then after adding references to similar ordinances in Lincoln, Nebraska, Albuquerque, New Mexico, the judge noted the city's argument that, quote, striking down the law would upset many Fort Collins residents. His response, quote, unfortunately, our history is littered with many forms of discrimination, including discrimination against women. As the barriers have come down one by one, some people were made uncomfortable. In our system, however, the Constitution prevails over popular sentiment. Now, that's a nice idea. We'd like to see it more consistently uh, enforced, but the judge is right about this. Um, You don't have a right to not be offended. Correct. Whether it's by a woman being topless as she walks down the street, or whether it's by somebody with an offensive phrase on a T-shirt, uh, for instance, if this is one of the, sort of the issues with having public property in general, is that there's a darn good chance somebody you don't like is going to be on that very same public property with you, and you have to share that same space. Now, a libertarian would say, well, we don't need to have public property. We should have all private property, and then these problems would be solved because then somebody who has private property could set rules as to whether or not to allow people to be topless or whether or not to allow offensive T-shirts or offensive hairstyles or leggings or, you know, whatever. But we don't have that. So we have public property uh, in a lot of places, and that means that it should be freedom as much as possible. Right. And I, I'm just going to – and I, I don't want to get too far off on a tangent about the private property thing. But some of the advocates for – well, private property owners should be able to do whatever they want on private property. They would defend placing landmines randomly in their private property, putting up a very small sign that says there may or may not be a landmine oh, here. And then, oh, some you know kid just stumbles into the yard, gets blown up by it. Well, they were trespassing, and private property means that you get to put landmines. You you uh, sit in somebody's car; they could put a spike on the dashboard. And private property. So some of the advocates for private property as the end all be all wind up not really supporting the idea of you know like human liberty. Well, and I, I'm not saying that that's where you're going yeah. on that. That's why I said I don't want to you know, go too far off on a tangent. I just want to point out that you know, some people look at private property as the end-all, be-all of 
oh, you step on my property and murder. Yeah. Well, what is that? Uh, that's a discussion about proportionality, right? To the idea being that some people believe they can just take it to the max as far as defending their property. Uh, the classic example of uh, killing the little girl who's uh, stomping on the daisies out in front of some old man's house. Um, but uh, no, I mean, most of us who are sane would uh, would see that the worst that you could do to somebody who was stomping on the daisies would be to physically remove them from that property. Right. Uh, this is where tolerance has to come in yeah. to the libertarian movement and understand that, you know, a libertarian of freedom minded people uh, are going to have to be tolerant of other people who right. you know might trespass on our rights just a little bit. And, and this is one of the reasons, you know, like human beings have this thing called uh, common sense, or at least most of us do. And I hope that all of us would. Uh, but, you know, common sense is my primary objection to smart contracts, because let's just and say what is that, that what is a smart contract? Uh, smart contract is the concept of something is written. It, we, we have a contract. Something's written into computer code. And if I don't fulfill the my end of the contract, then, you know, X automatically happens. So let's say so that like this Ethereum, this uh, this Ethereum is one of them. Yeah. They, they want to do smart contracts. The, so the first big one didn't work out real well. The uh, DAO, the De- Decentralized Autonomous Organization, or whatever it was called, where right. somebody basically jacked up millions of dollars worth of Ethereum right. out of so the system. Let, let's say that you and I, Ian, make a smart contract of I borrowed two hundred dollars. I'll pay you back on May first by noon. Mm-hmm. May 1st at 11.45, I say, hey, Ian, I'm running late. Uh, there's a traffic jam. You know, something happened. I'm not going to get there at noon. You, being a logical person, said, all right, I know you'll be a few minutes late. Get here when you get here. Smart contract says, nope, Daryl didn't pay by noon. So therefore, you know, whatever was supposed to have happened winds up happening. Well, there must be some way. I mean, there's probably... Nope, smart contract. No? No, you can't. You can't change. Ian the can't lie to it. Well, I, I would have to be able to automatically right then get in and yeah. do something, but I'm nowhere near a computer. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. Smart contracts Not so are smart. a bad idea. Yeah. Eight fifty five four fifty free. That's the number you can call in with your calls and thoughts. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE, that's 855-450-3733. We're talking about allowing the nipple to be free. And that's because... The female nipple. Well, yeah, all nipples. Yeah, the male nipples, nipples are already yeah. free. Uh, mostly. Most places, yeah. Mostly. Uh, yes, uh, specifically the female nipple, or what might be accused of being a female nipple that's because there was a recent federal court ruling out of fort collins colorado that we just became aware of and you know this is something that we've been following basically across the country uh there have been a couple of cases in new hampshire uh cases elsewhere that i do remember having spoken about and we'll get back into this but 
Ian, tell us about the most amazing pillow that I've ever used, the most amazing that you've ever used, and now Jazzy the Studio Beast has one? She sure does, although right now there's a kitty who has taken it over. Yes, Mr. Kitty. Uh, MyPillow.com is where you can go to get MyPillow, but you need to use code FTL to save 50% although that only saves you 30% on the pet pillow, just so you know. Uh, But anyway, you save half on the regular people pillow, and it's designed to fit to the shape of your body and hold your neck in the proper position. I was just enjoying mine moments before the show. Uh, So what are the options for the pet pillows? Different sizes. Because I... I, Different colors. I I know with the uh, human pillow, there's the different size. That's how you make sure that you get the pillow that's right for you. Uh, So I didn't know if they had, you know, like cat dog yeah. or if it was you know various sizes different sizes of, different, you know, different how colors. large is the dog yeah that's it that's pretty much it um and they've got some other stuff too you can go to mypillow.com use code ftl to get yourself the discount and the best part about this especially when it comes to pets uh, especially an older pet like jazzy is that it's washable so you know if she's if she makes a mess on it accidentally is which she's pretty good about not doing um but over time as yes. dog gets older, it's more likely to be incontinent. And, uh, you know, you can just put this in the washer and the dryer. It's designed for that. And then it's usable. Exactly. So it's incredible. MyPillow.com. Use code FTL to get your discount. And for some reason, if you don't like it, within the first 60 days, you can send it back and they will send you your purchase price back to you. Plus, it's guaranteed to last for 10 years. So they really do stand behind their product. MyPillow.com. Use code FTL. U.S. District Court Judge R. Brooke Jackson is the judge that presided over this case. He says that the mere sight of a female breast does not endanger children. That was one of the arguments by the city of Fort Collins. It doesn't cause rape? That uh, we, we have to ban the exposure of a female breast to maintain public order and protect children. He I w- says it doesn't endanger children due to breastfeeding. And actually, that's one of the things that is allowed by the ordinance. Mm-hmm. And he says it's one of the first things that a child sees. Additionally, a child of any age might see a woman's breast while she is breastfeeding, again, which is allowed by the ordinance. But no one has suggested that they are harmed by the experience. How hilarious would it, would this have been? sitting in a courtroom in the audience and listening to oral arguments, I know, I would just like bust out laughing as soon as they started to like bring up the argument, well, they're dangerous to children. It's oh, like, well, if you would like to uh, watch a hilarious uh, free the nipple trial, I happened to record one of them in Laconia <laughs> District Court a couple years ago. So if, yeah, you, I would. if you search for a free keen YouTube channel for probably nipple i'll see uh, if i can find it uh during the top of the hour news and post it up on facebook yeah i mean it's uh it's pretty entertaining uh because they get into the that issue that i was talking about earlier of well how do you really know that this person is a female because one of the women who uh was part of the protest the free the nipple protest out there on the beach she is a a trans uh, female so she was born a female but she you know believes that she should be a man she's pre-op so she hasn't you know changed genitalia yet but you know the, the, the things get murky they get and you know breasts are not genitalia yeah that's true you can't use them to reproduce the judge continues he says it seems then that children do not need to be protected from the naked female breast itself 
but from the negative societal norms, expectations, and stereotypes associated with it. He says a law that allows women to show their breasts in public would not have a significant negative impact on the public. Quote, frankly, even if this ordinance were not on the books, I doubt that women would be regularly walking around through downtown Fort Collins with their breasts exposed or parading in front of elementary schools or swimming topless in the public pool as defendants cautioned during the hearing. Even if they did, uh, you know, I, I don't believe that there would be any kind of serious... Con, uh, you know, controversy over. Yes, yeah, some people would get get upset. Some prudish people would be upset about it. But if it continued, if people continue to be seen regularly topless in downtown Fort Collins, it would become a normal thing. And that's ultimately what I think some of these people are afraid of. They they want to continue to have the breast be this mysterious thing that needs to be hidden. And right. And again, as he pointed out. You know, it's the societal norms, expectations, and stereotypes that are damaging to children. That's right. Not the breast. I wonder if owners of strip clubs, topless bars, you know, lobby, you know, to have uh, there be these ordinances. I mean, yeah. I just always think, That's I mean, it's got to come back to the money. And I'm right. sitting here thinking, that, well, where's the money trail? Who's this going to benefit? Well, why would, you know, other, I mean, there's psychopaths government who want to control people but right generally you know the purpose of government is to you know pro- provide protectionism for those who have government existing government permission slips so that's just kind of what i was thinking hmm. and speaking of strip clubs i just noticed one of my friends from louisiana shared a news article that apparently some busybody legislator is once again trying to increase the age in which someone is allowed to work in a strip club. Ugh. Increase it from 18 to 21. Meanwhile, there's another piece of legislation in Louisiana to lower the drinking age from 21 to 18. Okay. All right. <laughs> That'd be hilarious if they both passed, huh? <laughs> The uh, city, by the way, according to, I'm looking at the judge's order here, 12-page order in the case, uh, the city could have looked for the evidence of all this supposed, you know, anarchy that would happen if women were topless on on the streets. He says here that both Denver and Boulder, Colorado, for example, have laws that permit what the plaintiffs seek, as do many other jurisdictions within Colorado and around the country. Presumably, these places have experiences and evidence to share, but during the hearing, representatives of Fort Collins admitted they had made no effort to contact either of these neighboring cities or any other jurisdiction to see what their experiences have been. This sounds like when the city of Concord requested a ballistic engineered armored response counterattack truck and said that they had daily challenges from (laughs) Occupy... Uh, free staters and sovereign citizens, but yet when asked for documentation on those daily challenges, said, we have no documents relative to your request. I was in Boulder and Denver quite a bit the past couple of years, and in public, I never, ever saw uh, a woman's nipple. I never saw anyone topless. Uh, There was a couple parties I went to. There were some topless women, but nobody was offended. Yeah, I'm never offended by seeing a female nipple. Uh, The judge continues, as with many other legal behaviors, common sense and sensitivity to the feelings of others tells us that there is a time and a place. It seems to me that the primary focus here is the equal right of women to expose their breasts in public, not necessarily a plan to make it everyday, everywhere routine. 
He recognized that his decision to strike down the law would upset many residents of Fort Collins, although he said stopping women from showing their breasts may be a significant issue of personal morality. He ruled that those concerns were outweighed by the constitutional rights of others. Quote, unfortunately, our history is littered with many forms of discrimination, including discrimination against women. As the barriers have come down one by one, some people were made uncomfortable. In our system, however, the Constitution prevails over popular sentiment. And speaking of discrimination, let's go to the phone. We've got Ralph calling in from oh New Jersey. Ralph, you know, you're on Tummy's Free on topic. Talk Live. Tell me he's on topic. Uh, kind of. Uh, All right. You know, uh, this is Wolfman, right? <laughs> Wolfman? Happy Easter. This is this is <laughs> yeah, Wolfman. Wolf, like Wolfman you, Jack? Is, is Wolfman? He he calls me Wolfman. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, well, you know. What are your thoughts I don't on think nipples, you've ever Ralph? Had facial hair? Do you? Ever, do you I want to talk no. about. I want to talk about Rachel Dolezal and this idea. Of no, you've trade. talked about yeah. her numerous times previously. What are your thoughts on nipples? Yeah, Ralph, you can't no, keep calling I'm about the right same there. thing over and over again. Do you that's like nipples? Exciting. Ralph, do you like nipples, uh, yes or no? Well, everybody has a nipple. So you, do, you have one. <laughs> but do you like them? <laughs> Ralph, thank you for the call. Your calls and thoughts welcome. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. So the protection of life, liberty, and property is is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an an effort to move 20,000 people who understand. It's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist libertarian community, and it's it's only getting bigger. That's amazing, to be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com. 101reasonsfilm.com. Free Talk Live. This is... Free Talk Live, kicking off our number three in studio. It's Daryl. Jay. And Ian. And we're going to talk about one of the... That there are a couple of countries that, uh, Ian, I know you're... I, I don't want to say infatuated with, but fascinated by. And one of them is Venezuela because it's a slow motion train wreck that yeah. has been crashing for about 15, 20 years now. And the crashing other hard for the last five, the, the other country is one that, well, Dennis Rodman is good buddies with the president of. Yeah. And as the meme says, it's difficult being the fat kid in school. It must be even harder to be the only fat kid in your country. That would be North Korea. And apparently North Korea is in the news again. They are. uh, And it's all based on Donald Trump kind of 
I don't know, rattling the saber, trying to uh, trying to saber rattle harder than uh, than Kim Jong Un, who is the the dictator over in North Korea. Un has been talking about nuclear testing recently, which isn't anything unusual for North Korea. They're constantly right. talking about how tough they are, but Trump is the kind of person who wants to one up the toughmanship. Right. And so apparently and, But before we get into the article, I forget uh I, I think it might have been NPR that we were listening to briefly this morning, uh driving up to Concord. And one of the people said that Donald Trump, you know, he's a businessman. He likes to surround himself with yes men, people that will just tell him, you know, whatever he wants to hear. And he always wants to, you know, outdo everybody else. So it makes sense that he would want to, you know, one up another foreign leader. Well, yes, it makes a crazy sense from that from that perspective. Um, unfortunately, he might end up dragging the United States and more members of the military, as well as whatever innocent people happen to be nearby, uh, into another deadly conflict in the Koreas. Yes. And apparently a f- couple of days ago, and I, I don't see an update on these ships, but a couple of days ago, U.S. warships were ordered to head for the K- Korean Peninsula. And this was right around the same time when Donald Trump was given a report by, I think it was the, uh, uh, some kind of security, national security advisors or something like that. I don't have that story in front of me, but uh, it, but he was uh, given a report saying you could either move nuclear weapons into South Korea, which would be something that hasn't happened in like decades, apparently, like a, a, the moving, sort of the aggressive moving right. of a nuclear weapon. Or you could assassinate Kim Jong Un, which neither of those options are uh, in any way, you know, something that's going to lead toward peace between nations. Right. Uh, so apparently, he ordered some warships to head over toward the Korean pr- Peninsula. The story here from Reuters out of Pyongyang, uh, North Korean state media on Tuesday warned of a nuclear attack on the United States at any sign of U.S. aggression. As a U.S. Navy strike group steamed toward the Western Pacific, U.S. President Donald Trump, who has urged China to do more to rein in its impoverished neighbor, said in a tweet that North Korea was, quote, looking for trouble and that the United States would help, quote, solve the problem with or without China's help. Uh, tension has escalated sharply on the Korean Peninsula with talk of military action by the United States gaining traction following its strikes last week against Syria amid concerns that the reclusive North may soon conduct a sixth nuclear test. Now, uh, it's I guess most people think that North Korea has nuclear warheads, but there's not really any evidence that they can attach them to an ICBM. To an intercontinental. intercontinental ballistic missile. So basically something that could go across the Pacific Ocean right. and hit a target somewhere in the United States. Right. And so North Korea would obviously like you to believe that they do have an ICBM, which is why they're suggesting that they could hit the United States. Right. And I, I think that the warmongers in the United States also want you to believe that the North Koreans have nuclear weapons. They also want you to believe that the Iranian government has nuclear weapons when, point of fact, the Iranian government has at no point ever actually tried to build a nuclear weapon. They were trying to do some nuclear power. Uranium enrichment. uh, Uranium enrichment for medical purposes. And, you know, these little countries... 
far as I'm concerned, when you got, you know, a um, you know, a bad boy on the block like the United States who just goes and just bombs the heck out of any nation that refuses to participate literally in its, you know, financial program, uh participates in the dollar, uh they kind of need to have a, nu- a you know a nuclear weapon to keep the uh, keep the bad bad boy in the block at bay. I mean, you, you know, if they don't, they can't. They there's nothing to stop you know just some big bad country from just squashing them literally. Right, which is what is being threatened against uh, North Korea right now. So North Korea's official Rodong Simnun newspaper, because everything in North Korea is government run, every yes. uh, media outlet said the country was prepared to respond to any aggression by the United States. Quote, our revolutionary strong army is keenly watching every move by enemy elements with our nuclear site focused on the U.S. Invasionary bases not only in South Korea and the Pacific Operation Theater, but also in the U.S. mainland, it said. South Korean acting president Hwang Koyan uh, warned of greater provocations by North Korea and ordered the military to intensify monitoring and ensure close communication with the United States. Yeah, if anybody has anything to worry about from North Korea, it is South Korea. Uh, you know, they're right next door. Right. So surely they've got some sort of missiles that can reach South Korea. Whether they can actually reach the United States is another question. But regardless. Uh, you know, there's already been one Korean war that the U.S. government's been involved in, and it seems like Trump wants to have another one. And uh, Trump tweeted yesterday, North Korea is looking for trouble. If China decides to help, that would be great. If not, we'll solve the problem without them, USA. There, <laughs> Marka. Sick. Uh, there is an update on the uh, the question of whether or not China would help. We can share that here in moments. Uh, quote, it's possible the North may wage greater provocations such as a nuclear test timed with various anniversaries, including the Supreme People's Assembly, said the president of South Korea. Uh, since the former president was removed amid a graft scandal, Trump said in a tweet, a trade deal between China and the United States would be far better for them if they solved the North Korea problem. And uh, Trump and his Chinese counterpart Xi Jinping met in Florida last week, and Trump pressed Z to do more to rein in North Korea. The North convened a Supreme People's Assembly session on Tuesday, one of its twice-yearly sessions in which major appointments are announced and national policy goals are formally approved, but it did not immediately release the details. South Korean officials took pains to quell talk in social media of an impending security crisis or an outbreak of war. Saturday, by the way, is the 105th anniversary of the birth of Kim Il-sung, which is the country's founding father and grandfather of its current ruler. And actually, he is still officially posthumously the president of the democratic people's republic of korea yep that's true he he is the only uh ruler as far as i understand the only ruler who still rules posthumously a military parade is expected in the north's capital pyongyang to mark the day north korea often also marks important anniversaries with tests of its nuclear or missile capabilities in breach of u.n security council resolutions men and women in colorful outfits were singing and dancing in the streets of pyongyang illuminated by better lighting than seen in previous years apparently practicing for the parade that is planned syrian president bashar al-assad sent a message of congratulations to mark the event lambasting the big powers for their expansionist policy and that's one of the things that north korea and assad in this case are correct about uh when north korea talks about the united states imperialism 
it's right on. I mean, it, they've got a lot of propaganda out there, you know, that the North Korean government creates, but they don't have to make anything up about that. Right, but they do make things up. They claim that it's the fault of the United States government that they are unable to produce power. power. They true. claim that it's the fault of the United States government that the people in North Korea are starving to death. Isn't there sanctions against North Korea? Uh, possibly. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we can get into this. And your calls and thoughts welcome. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've been talking about North Korea. We'll get back into that. But let's talk about nutritional supplements for a moment. Over 60% of Americans take some form of nutritional supplement, and for good reason. Nutrient depletion of our soil coupled with dependence on processed foods has left most people deficient in essential nutrients. But where do you start? If you visit a naturopath, you'll likely be told a cheap vitamin or mineral just won't cut it. You also need probiotics, enzymes, antioxidants, and other nutrients. By the time it's all said and done, you're buying five bottles of products and spending $150 a month. If this is a situation that you've experienced then you need to know about Whole Food Multi-Complete. For 15 years, Whole Food Multi-Complete has been quietly providing what the big guys want, the perfect blend of seven supplements in a single product. They've taken the expense and complexity out of the following, or rather out of following a complete supplement program. Visit SimplifyMySupplements.com to learn more. Enter code F. TL to receive 30% off your first order. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. And Jay, you actually mentioned, and it's written at the bottom here, they do accept Bitcoin at simplifymysupplements.com. Again, enter code FTL to get 30% off your first order. Back to the uh, news and some of the updates on what might be a relaunching of the Korean War, I hope Which apparently not. never ended. According to the story that I had, I was pretty much almost done with it. At the very end, it says the, uh, the Korean War in the 1950s. Right. They've basically had a ceasefire right. for the last 60 years. Yeah. So uh, it's not over. Right. And... You know, th- this is something that, you know, hopefully it can end without more shooting and dying and violence. But I don't know. But it seems as though for some reason Donald Trump wants to get the U.S. further involved. And it looks like, according to The Guardian, that Japan is preparing to get involved as well in sending several warships to join a U.S. aircraft carrier strike group that is headed for the Korean Peninsula 
in what is being described as a show of force designed to deter North Korea from conducting further missile and nuclear tests. Citing two well-placed sources who spoke on the condition of anonymity, Reuters and the Kyoto News Agency said several destroyers from Japan's Maritime Self-Defense Force would join the USS Coral Vinson and its battle group as it enters the East China Sea. Once again, this comes back to a point that was made earlier about the sort of the hypocrisy of the United States government is all they're talking about here is testing a missile. They're just talking about a test. And, you know, the idea that if the U.S. government were doing a missile test, which surely they've done plenty of times, we know they've done nuclear tests in the the past, Um, you know, if the U.S. government were conducting a test, if all of a sudden, you know, the Chinese rolled in some tanks or, you know, moved an aircraft carrier off the coast of California because the U.S. government conducted a test, people would be outraged by that. And what are they planning on doing here? If, If North Korea goes ahead with the test, again, they haven't actually killed anybody. They just tested a missile. Are they then going to, what, launch Tomahawk missiles into Pyongyang and just murder innocent North Koreans? What is the plan here? Sounds like a a plot to uh, set up a false flag attack, maybe park some ship out there and they'll blow it up when when, uh, North Korea launches their test missile and I mean, they do it all the time. Yeah, right. I mean, you're, you're not t- fabricating something no. here. It's the you know, Gulf of Tonkin. Gulf of Tonkin, yeah. Gulf of Tonkin, the USS Maine. Uh, yeah. There have been a lot of instances to where, you know, oh, we wound up getting attacked, and then it's just a pretext for war. Yep. And, you know, sometimes it's not even war with the people that supposedly attacked you. And, and also, do these small countries have a right to protect themselves? Because... Clearly, you would have to have the same guns as the other countries of the world to protect yourself. I mean, if they, they, you know, they might need missiles to protect themselves because right. that's what all the other countries have. I, I remember reading something a couple of years ago to where I forget what the country was, but the U.S. government was, you know, like putting up bases near this country. That country decided, hey, we might want to wind up getting some weapons to protect ourselves because we think we might be invaded. And there was a statement from the U.S. State Department that said, this country is preparing for war. We have to go do something about that. As you mentioned earlier, you know, the the bully on the playground. If the bully on the playground finds out, oh, wait a second, Jimmy's been taking karate. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, I, I've got to make sure that I go protect myself from jimmy because he's learning how to defend himself exactly let's go to the phones we've got vernon calling in from louisiana vernon you're on free talk live go ahead with your thoughts i had to know it sounds like in is either joining you all remotely via skype or something or he's fallen ill i was just curious which one it was uh I'm I, I can uh, verify that Ian definitely is in the room uh, because I see him, and that's actually why I'm sitting in the first chair is because he isn't feeling 100%, uh, but he's feeling well enough to where he's still in studio. I thought I had good ears, and I thought I could tell if someone was broadcasting earlier or not, but I was wrong, so <laughs> thank you, and I hope you feel better. Did you want to comment on you know some of the stuff we're talking about? about your health man i want you to be healthy for the show well, that's so awfully nice of you but we'd rather sure. talk about issues i appreciate that yeah. though vernon thank you for the call uh back to the article from the guardian the move that being uh 
Japan sending some ships to join up with the USS Coral Vincent. Is this unprecedented? I mean, when's the last time mega military hardware like this uh, has been, you know, moved around? Except for the, I guess, the Tomahawk missiles into uh, Syria recently. Uh well, the U.S. military has been routinely putting boats off the coast of Yemen to help the Saudi war against Yemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as part of this ongoing war on terror, it's somewhat common, but uh, against a country that there's no you know official war against, and I'm using air quotes around that because yeah. none of these wars are official. Uh, but some of the military actions are more official than others. Uh, it's probably been a long time since the U.S. military has just, you know, positioned in case something might happen. Uh, I, I'm not really sure. They're pretty much all over the world anyways. I mean, what do they got, like a thousand True. military bases in 120 nations or something yes. crazy? Yeah. And I did see a list to where I think it's only seven countries that have bases outside of their country. And the U.S. by far has the most right they're moving these ships up from australia apparently right so and again the move here comes as the chinese president called for calm in the region and a phone conversation recently with donald trump we've got more on that plus apparently the chinese government turned away some north korean coal ships We'll get into that and, of course, your calls and thoughts. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on doing the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty your amp will directly change more lives by getting free talk live in front of people looking for talk radio online and on the air you can help by joining the amp program for just five dollars a month at amp.freetalklive.com and getting perks that's amp.freetalklive.com this is free talk live 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We're talking about the buildup of naval vessels off the coast of North Korea. Donald Trump says that he wants China to wind up you know, helping us. Uh, the actual quote is, North Korea is looking for trouble. If China decides to help, that would be great. If not, we will solve the problem without them, USA. <laughs> uh, the Chinese President Xi Jinping said that China is committed to the goal of denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula, safeguarding peace and stability on the peninsula, and advocates resolving problems through peaceful means. That was... Uh, 
I, I believe, via a uh, telephone conversation with Donald Trump recently. The call came after a series of tweets in which Trump pressed China to be more active in pressuring North Korea to abandon its nuclear program. China did, by the way, uh, according to another headline, deploy 150,000 troops to deal with possible North Korean refugees over the fears that Trump might strike the country uh, following the Syrian strike. Hopefully they're going to help the refugees and not force them to stay in North Korea. Which is what China is sort of known for. Helping or forcing them to stay? The the latter, forcing them to stay. Uh, In a pair of tweets, Trump linked trade deals and the future of the U.S.-China relationship to progress on reining in the North Korean regime's nuclear program. And I already read the tweet where he said, we can do it ourselves, USA. In another tweet, Trump said that he told Xi any trade deal between the two countries, that being the U.S. and China, would be far better for them if they solved the North Korea problem. The U.S. aircraft carrier, uh, the USS Carl Vincent, was redeployed from a planned visit to Australia and is sailing north from Singapore towards the Korean Peninsula as speculation mounts that Pyongyang is planning more missile launches to coincide with the national anniversaries later this month. North Korea watchers believe the the regime could conduct missile tests on or around the 105th anniversary of the birth of the state's founder, Kim Il-sung, on Saturday or the 85th anniversary of the ruling Korean People's Army on April 25th. What a perfect opportunity to uh, take advantage of a potential false flag situation because they know they're going to you know, shoot missiles because they do all the time on this anniversary, right? China yep. is North Korea's only key dip- diplomatic ally and its largest trading partner, providing a lifeline to the reclusive state and Jay, you actually had some info on this specifically regarding the sanctions that the U.S. has placed on North Korea. I, I skimmed, I just, you know, Googled it and skimmed over. The Treasury Department's got it about the sanctions. And basically, you know, it says you have to have all kinds of licensing and approval to export anything there. Uh, the sanctions, um, they say they say in, a, in the headline of the sanctions it has to do with you know like missiles and military stuff and weapons of mass dis, you know destruction, but it, it does. Well, what about uh, sending food? If somebody wanted it, to, you know, if I wanted to I send somebody in, in North Korea a sandwich, yeah, it didn't. I, I didn't didn't say food, but what it said was goods, services, and and and. Um, weapons or something you so might I not assume- be allowed as a somebody from the united states but it is fairly well known that north korea does beg for food from its friendly na- nations so yes. you know whether it's china or russia right or so the, the question then is does the united states government you know penalize countries that do allow food to be shipped to north korea i don't know yeah, there was a whole thing of penalties all this but money. But because, you know, the claim by the Kim family is that, you know, it's the fault of Uncle Sam that their people are starving. Well, if if these sanctions, you know, are accepted by other nations and in the, in the United States influences these other nations, what I had read said goods, services and weapons. So right. I assume food, I mean, food would be considered be good. a good. 
Well, the reason why, of course, the uh, North Korean people are having a tough time eating is because the government was in charge of food. Technically, they still are, from what I understand. Yes. Uh, but there, uh, there's a a good group called Liberty in North Korea that yes. uh, they actually came here to Keene and did a presentation a few years ago. I think you were there for that. Yes, I was. And it was about uh, what they call the Jangmadang generation, which means black market, basically. The young people of North Korea, uh, you know, they... Uh, you know, they a, a lot of people experienced starvation in the 1990s, right. and they realized that they can't rely on the government to take care of them. North Korea and Venezuela are two of the countries that basically they rely on the black market for people to yep. even be able to survive. At this point, yeah, that's true. And there, there was an article that I was reading recently where it talked about specifically those two countries and probably, uh, to some extent, Cuba as well, uh, because, you know, again, those are countries to where the government basically controls everything. We read a few years ago that uh, Raul Castro in Cuba has lightened up on the uh, controls on what you can grow on farmland in Cuba Oh, and, that's nice of him. Yep. Uh, he, he's still you he's know, a bad incarcerating yeah. dissenters and opposition. He's a bad guy. There's no doubt about it. But he's probably not as bad as his brother. Correct. Uh, Fidel. And then also the same thing is true of Kim Jong-un, who hasn't legalized the free market or anything like that. But he has sort of a, an unofficial policy of looking the other way yes. and not cracking down on those black markets. And, and he let... Uh, Dennis Rodman come over and hang out. That's and true. They played basketball. Uh, let's go to the phones. We've got Sarah calling in. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Sarah ought to move to North Korea. Well, you know something? I just want to say that I'm on the topic of uh, communism that yeah. like you're talking about. And I talk about American communists that despite the U.S. sanctions, I remember, do you remember those people like 20 years ago, they were on CNN, You, they saw them getting off the airplane in Iraq, and then we had sanctions against Iraq, and they opposed that. Well, I was at one communist um, party meeting, and then they walked in, and I said, hey, wait a minute, I saw you guys on CNN TV about, uh, about huh. uh, five years ago, and here you guys are. But it was the Workers' World, the American Communist Party, they sent them to um, say to the government, we're going to defy you, we're, we're jail us if you want to, and they went to Iraq to see what's going on. And then they found out about the sanctions against Iraq, and the reason is, there is the same reason. They, they put sanctions against North Korea, um, Cuba, and Venezuela, because they were putting sanctions against Iraq. Uh, the reason was because Iraq was communist. They were, they were actually communists. That's why they were after them. Actually, the sanctions so for for Iraq really come down to uh, the United States, you know, basically protecting its economy, protecting the U.S. dollar because Saddam said, I'm not going to take U.S. dollars for oil. I'm going to take euros or I'm going to trade in French francs are the two examples I'm aware of. And Ron Paul, he's talked about this several times, and he says that was the reason for the war also. But, yeah, the sanctions were because they don't want to play ball with the Federal Reserve note, and I don't blame them. The United States can just print it out of thin air at will. Just digitally create it out of thin air, not even print it, and you know, just force it on the world. Do you really believe 
what that idiot Juan Paul that Juan Paul comes out of his mouth? Do you really believe that? Yeah, I do. Hey, you and know that government lies. Ron Paul's not an idiot. He, Ron Paul's like the hero. only honest guy in Washington. Unfortunately, he's, he's not in Washington he's anymore. He's a, he's a friend of Donald Trump. He must no, be. He's no, he's not. I mean, Sarah, you, you're so All right, simplistic. So hold on. Sarah, th- there is part of what Sarah said. He was a Republican. He uh, is also a life member of the Libertarian Party and changed his voter registration back to Libertarian. Recently, right? Uh, in 2015. I want to ask Sarah. Oh, you got rid of her. I yeah. want to know next time she calls if she'll move to North Korea. Probably because not. She loves communism. She does. I wonder but if she doesn't James love it that much. Plus, what are the uh, immigration requirements to move to Korea? This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's 855 855- Four five zero three seven three three. Possibly time for you and your thoughts if you call in. Now we'll get back to the phones momentarily, but want to make sure that I tell you about a way that you can actually help Free Talk Live by doing whatever it is that you're normally going to do anyway, assuming that some of that involves shopping online. So just start by going to shop.freetalklive.com. And from there, you can then go to Amazon, you can go to Newegg, you can go to Walmart. There are other shopping outlets that you can go to from shop.freetalklive.com. And to make it a little bit easier, just bookmark the link, and then you can just click the bookmark before you shop. And then Free Talk Live winds up getting a little bit of commission for sending you to Amazon or Newegg or the other outlets that you go to. Again, shop.freetalklive.com. In studio, it's Daryl, Jay, and Ian. And we're heading back to the phones, actually, to Skype. We've got Parker calling in. Parker, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, guys. So we've uh, been talking a little bit in the past several segments about uh, North Korea, or you guys have. I've been listening. But... The one, the one thing that I'd like to uh, point out is, is the United States really any better than North Korea when you like in the grand scheme of things? Because I don't think that it is. Uh, it, it depends on how you define better, and I think less bad would probably be the appropriate term. Yeah, I wonder yeah. what the property tax situation is in North Korea. It's hard to get information out of that country. Yeah. I don't so. know, but I do know that the North Korean constitution actually doesn't look that bad. <laughs> uh, I, I've actually, I've not read every word of it, but I have looked through, and the North Korean constitution recognizes uh, the right to privacy, the right to travel. <laughs> those aren't things that I see in the U.S. constitution. Of course, they don't have those things. You can't even travel within the country legally right yeah. so so the north koreans government ignores their constitution quite like it's a republic the american government right so you could draw those parallels that they both ignore their their constitutions they're, they're both, both republics they're both republics they're both oppressive of their people but the level of oppression is different so the united right. states is much more free on the grand scheme of things so, which is what your question was the, the right. question I mean, and i i'm going to rephrase the question slightly 
Uh, Is a second-degree burn better than a third-degree burn is basically your question. And uh, again, the the answer is it's less bad. It's not necessarily better. But, I mean, when you really think about it, like to, to, to draw off of your analogy, we should not have burns or, in this case, governments at all. We should exactly. Try, yeah, right. And essentially, all statism is bad. It doesn't, yes. it doesn't matter what the state is. It doesn't matter what sort of government it is. It just so really when when I look at the the whole thing between the United States and North Korea and Russia and China and all of this, one thing I would like to point out um, is that. Americans, by and large, at least those Americans that support what Trump is doing, they have no idea or, or, or fail to comprehend why the founding fathers did not want foreign entanglements. And it's going – it seems as though it's going to take a full-blown war with invasions into America for people to get, oh, yeah – this is why we did not want to yeah, get into Yeah, but they don't ever remember. I mean, a lot of times when war happens, so whether it's the Iraq and Afghanistan uh, war or whatever, whenever it happens, a lot of people realize, oh, crap, this was a bad idea, right? Like, they'll support it in advance, like, go team! And then they'll realize, crap, my friends are dying in the military. And then they'll, you know, they come, they come out against right. the war. But then a few years goes by and... The sabers get rattled again, and it's like the same old process over and over again. They don't learn. It's Groundhog's Day. Yeah, except with people's lives hanging in the balance. Yeah, yeah. And and another thing is that really all these conflicts is nothing more than gang wars between states. Right, and you know, I I would love to see you know wars go back to what it was. Before the kings started having their proxies fight for them. At one time, if, you know, like, let, let's say you're the king of Mercia and I'm the king of Wessex and we have a feud, we would go onto the battlefield ourselves and fight one another. Wow, how long ago was that? Thousands of years. <laughs> okay. And yeah. then it wound up being the kings and their posses. And then it just wound up being the posses. The posse. And yeah, if Donald Trump had to step into the octagon with Kim Jong-un, I guarantee you, one, Dana White would be able to sell out whatever stadium he held that event in. <laughs> Who's it would Dana be White? The guy that runs UFC. Okay. Uh, it would be... Because wasn't Trump the, in WWE? He was point? temporarily yes. involved. He's actually in the Hall of Fame in the celebrity <laughs> wing. Uh, but it would break all kinds of records for pay-per-view, pay-per-view sure. viewer buys. I would I'd spend watch. the money yep. to wind up watching Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un fight one another in a metal box. Would it be to the death? I could only, like, going off of uh, this analogy, I could only hope that they both kill each other in the process. <laughs> like a, that, yeah. that the best thing ever. Like, they both... They both end up just beating each other to death. One dies, then the other dies subsequently, immediately yeah. afterwards. I don't like, support violence, right. but but ultimately that would be such a dramatic de-escalation in violence because you wouldn't be having you know two armies go up against one another. Right, and also how many conflicts would wind up being resolved to where they're like, I'm not going to go fight this myself. Right. 
Donald Trump doesn't want to actually go fight somebody. He wants to, you know, sit there and well, what's the old? Uh, he, he's kind of the opposite of the Teddy Roosevelt: speak softly and wave a big stick. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. speaks loudly and waves his tiny, tiny fingers. <laughs> Parker, any final thoughts? Um, yeah, it just seems to me as though we are getting we're we're, we're it's almost inevitable that a world war is going to happen. Oh, I, I don't know. Just, I hope not. Parker, hope not thank also. you for the call. Let's go to Charlie calling in from Orlando. Charlie, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing well. What's on your mind? Um, well, on the passenger thing, I, I thought I watched pretty much everything on it, but I know they dragged him out, and I didn't understand how did he run back on the plane. Like, where did the security guards go on? break or something like they must have just let him go that that's the thing that nobody really knows because that part did not get video uh as far as we know there there might be you know some kind of video footage somewhere but it's not anything that we have seen yeah i thought that was weird anyways that that was a weird situation um the the entire yeah. situation is weird and very strange and completely contrary to everything that I learned when I worked for an airline seven years well, ago. We were yeah, always right. told that you do not put a non-revenue passenger on a plane in lieu of a paying customer. Seems I mean, obvious. yeah, honestly, yeah. I didn't even think that, like, it didn't seem real to me. Like, how would they they do that i don't i don't see like that would really happen they'd pull a guy out like that like that was ridiculous like somebody would have gave up their seat all the people that were like what are you doing like one of them would have been like okay i'll go like right and then well there there have also been people saying well they could have just offered more money and then i i saw a reminder online that there's actually a federal regulation on how much money an airline can offer to wind oh, up uh, having passengers wind up, uh, you know, changing a flight. So this oh, entire thing, one, it was a bad business decision, and two, thank you, federal government, for not allowing the airline to actually wind up offering what would be a free market price for giving up a seat on a plane. Now, when they offered a price, I, I've been on planes before where they're like, oh, we're overbooked. Would anybody like to forfeit their seat? You will get an additional you we'll, know, we'll ticket give you, uh, and a few hundred dollars. Right. We'll uh, reroute you to your destination and give you a travel voucher worth X amount of money. And there's a federal regulation on how high that amount of travel money can be. I heard uh, they were offered 800 bucks. Right. I heard a thousand. Obviously, it wasn't enough. Right. It wasn't enough. And the federal government doesn't allow the free market to actually decide that. Charlie, thank you for the call. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of things where any government does allow an actual free market to exist. That's why we need black markets. They're (laughs) amazing. That's it for tonight. We'll be back tomorrow, always online at freetalklive.com.
Here's a chance to do a little activism while you're cruising Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. Between the LOL cats, the recipes, the hot girls, and the inspirational sunrise memes, Free Talk Live's post pass by your newsfeed. Like them. Comment. It gives us more exposure. If you don't see our posts, click like at facebook.freetalklive.com and then hover over it to click Get Notifications. It's an easy way to spread the ideas of liberty a bit further. I know you're busy, but you can spare that tenth of a calorie it takes to click on something. Facebook.freetalklive.com. 